Welcome to The Individualist with David Sebast, discussing freedom, faith, and philosophy from an individualist perspective, with episodes every Sunday at 5 p.m. best again with the individualist and I wanted to get back into a concept that I started to imply with my first episode and I never really got too deep into it so this episode I'm going to do just that and I want to chat about the concept of being both pro free market and being anti-corporatist at the same time and uh, that might sound a little bit odd Uh, you're going to be saying David how can you be against corporations um, which exist inside the marketplace uh, and are like this tenant of capitalism and at the same time being pro-free market, which would allow them to kind of run amok. Uh, and I think that there's actually a really simple answer to this question. To go into a discussion of free market, you have to understand what the person is saying when they say that they're pro-free market. They are for a market which has absolutely, or at least very minimal, government intervention. If there is government intervention, it is the government coming in to say, hey, you can't poison people or something along these lines, and you've got to be put in jail for that. Um, But it's a market that is without state privilege. And that's where I think it becomes a little bit easier to understand why somebody would say that they are anti-corporatist and pro-free market. And just to clarify, I have only had... A, a very minute amount of economic uh, classes and such. So I can't claim to be an almighty, all-knowledge thing about economics. But of what I do know, this is what I will say. I have seen, just based off some light research into it from time to time, uh, during breaks at work and after work and when I have the time, that there is actually an incredibly intensive amount of like almost a tendril-like reach that the government has on the market right now. There is not really anything inside the market that cannot be done without government assistance that is at least legal. If you want to sell something, then you have to have a business license for that to be legal. They will allow you to do gray market things as long as you're not selling something illegal, but uh, it is in and of itself not legal to my knowledge. So you can't start a business without government involvement. Uh, You have to follow these exact guidelines that the government has set up. Uh, Or has it? What do I mean? Well, a lot of these strict guidelines if you start going back to their roots, have a starting point in corporations, specifically in these larger corporations that helped write these different regulations. Now, this is what I start to mean when I say things like state privilege. What's happened is that the government has essentially gone about picking winners and losers. I've heard that term used before, and I'll use it again. 
but they go about picking winners and losers. They give certain amounts of money to very large corporations. They give it in terms of corporate welfare, and they give it in terms of uh, these different subsidies that they'll give to direct spots. And there's a lot of places that use these. There's Boeing, there's a lot of fast food joints that use these. Um, and interestingly enough, I found at least with McDonald's, they were using uh, these subsidies in order to help fund new buildings, which naturally produce a ton of profit. So I'm curious personally as to how much, <laughs> how much profit they could have gained if it weren't for using the subsidies to create these sort of uh, profit hotspots in their local businesses inside this state. And another form of state privilege is often just the government coming in and showing much higher favor towards the employer than the employee. And I'm not, of course, saying that employers are all bad people or anything like that. No, 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 no. Not even saying that they are inherently bad to be an employer. Uh, but we have to recognize that both of these people are individuals. And the employee-employee relationship is really more of a very complicated buyer-seller thing. That's how it should be treated in my mind. Because the employee is selling his labor, his or her, or whatnot, I suppose, selling their labor to the employer. And the employer is then taking the product of this labor, giving some of it to the person, how much they're purchasing that labor for, and then selling the product of that labor to somebody else. So it's not so much a cooperative effort as it is a handoff sort of situation, yet the government is showing much more intensive favor to the people who we consider an employer uh, rather than the employee, even though uh, in reality, they're both on a very similar level. It's just that one has the means to produce something and one is the person who is producing something. Yet, if there was a more solidified justice system, this would not be the case because it would recognize them both as individuals who are both selling something, one who is buying something, one is selling something, and then the buyer is selling that off to another person. Uh, they would recognize these people are both on a similar level of importance, uh, that simply one having more money than the other does not make them inherently better, and they would be more able to view things from an impartial uh, standpoint. And so that is another form of state privilege in my mind. I think that part of the reason why they do it this way actually has a lot to do with preserving their own self-interest as well, uh, because for the self-interest of the government, uh, they need to have people decide that they are essentially above the law, and mostly they claim this as being due to them being in a higher authority. And so if they treat other people in higher amounts of authority this same way, even though it's not true, then it will seem more true to the person who is under the governance of them. And there's a lot more that I could get into in terms of state privilege, and it kind of makes you feel a bit of a mutualist uh, to be going on about state privilege and different things. But it is a serious problem inside the market, and that's why people are pursuing a lot of these concepts of a free market. It's in order to make it free, remove state privilege completely, so that people are able to walk into the market without having to worry about 
a corporation having made these regulations to get into it that benefit them ultimately, but not the person who's coming into the market. Uh, it's so that people are freer to pursue their own interests and the things that they are excited about. Uh, we want people to be able to enjoy their lives more and not have to be stuck under something that they don't want to. And it's not, like I said, it's not that the employer-employee situation is bad, but there's so many people who are only there for the sake of getting money. And they don't actually care so much about the motivations of the company. Uh, they don't care too much about the uh, product that they're doing, uh, except to the extent that it gets them more money. But we don't want to do that. When we say that we're a pro-free market, we want people to be able to pursue a job or not pursue a job that most fits with what they want to do in life. Um, we want people to be able to have a better education that more fits with that. And that's why we are also very much pro-school choice because the free market would naturally create a more, how do I put this, a more customized, I guess I could say, uh, set of classes and different things uh, for the person who's coming in and wants to learn. So they can learn how to do the things that most interest them. And they can have good quality uh, education for that. Like I said, I have done some study in terms of what the current market looks like, what people want, and by such, what it would probably look like at an end point. And I think that, as I implied earlier, that there would be a lot more people owning businesses or just working entirely for themselves without having anybody working under them. And they'd just be buying and selling directly rather than having a middleman going on uh, in the terms yeah, in the form of a corporation. Uh, I think that a lot of corporations, unless they are working almost entirely separate from state privilege, um, may not actually make it. Uh, I think the one that I'm working at currently is doing a really good job because they, they don't cut corners. They don't uh, try to use privilege in a certain way and they try to take care of the people who are working under them, they view the people who are working under them the same way as they view the people who are working above them. And I'm very proud of the company that I work at for that. They've done an incredible job with that, really. Um, I think that a lot of the ones that are using limited liability, uh, once that is removed, because that's really a government privilege thing once again, uh, are going to find some hard times with it because now they are totally accountable for all of their funds and if they screw up selling something, it's on them. It's not on a corporation because ultimately a corporation is an abstract. It's not a physical thing. It is just a group of people who work in a certain building. Uh, and it's not a distinct individual. Uh, it's not an entirely different entity. It would be, in a free market, a series of individuals working towards the things that they want to do. And they would be treated as individuals rather than as a group, um, just naturally. We want to see a removal of things like Big Pharma because, as I've talked to other people about this before and they've agreed with me, 
in a market with less government intervention, uh, especially with companies that don't use state privilege or are self-proprietorships or whatnot, uh, you'll see that naturally with competition, the prices will start moving towards how much it costs to make them. If they start jumping up, like we see a lot with big pharma, and uh, there's no competition there because the government has given so much privilege to big pharma in order to do its job, um, then they don't have to worry about competition. They don't have to worry about uh, who it's affecting. They don't have to worry about their customers so much. They're only worried about profit. And we would like to remove those as well with state privilege so that the consumer is able to be the one deciding uh, whether they want to buy from this place, whether they want to deal with this high price of uh, this item or not. And ultimately, a free market is a consumer-driven market. So that's what we're looking for with that. It's so much different than people give it credit for. Because when we're talking about free markets, we're not talking about these large corporations running rampant uh, who... How do I put this nicely? There really isn't one way to put this nicely. Who are basically leeching off the government in order to make a buck. The people who are doing that, we want to stop that practice. <laughs> we want to keep that from happening. We want to have competition move in to drive these out so that it is a consumer-driven market. Because ultimately, that's what we're concerned about. We are concerned about the consumer. We are also concerned about the laborer and the employer. We're concerned about all these individuals. And so we're trying to make a better world for them through free market thinking. It, it truly is so much different than people give it credit for. And that's actually part of the reason why, and I'll admit this, I stopped calling myself a capitalist after a while. And this was because I saw so many people who were calling themselves capitalists. It frustrated me because they claimed to be pro-free market, uh, but the things that they were willing to put up with and willing to say, no, that's actually a fine thing, that's okay, is not something that would be part of a free market and actually exists a lot of times because of state privilege inside the market. So I figured if I was going to be genuinely pro-free market, I had to stop calling myself a capitalist for the sake of people who don't know the difference between corporatism and capitalism. But they'll get it when I say pro-free market, I guess, maybe. They'll get it when I say pro-open market and pro-fair market because a free market is all of those things. It gives me a little bit more of a chance to control the narrative a bit. So yeah, in conclusion, the concept of somebody who is anti-corporatism, where corporate uh, structures are helping essentially run the government, um, and pro-free market where there is none of that going on and there is no state privilege between individuals who like to buy and sell products, is not a contradiction at all. Uh, it's actually a very wonderful difference and one I am glad to say that I believe I am on the right side of. All that being said, this has been The Individualist with David Seabass. Please tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. to listen in to my thoughts on faith, freedom, and philosophy from an individualist perspective. 